Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing the third episode, or I guess it's the third, the second? Technically, How, it is well, the third, according yeah, to production number, because the premiere was yeah, but, okay. a two-part. So the premiere yeah, the was a two-parter. Premier was, we okay. got this so question on Twitter episode, as well. Yeah. <laughs> but the second contiguous episode you viewed... Yes. Uh, now you've uh, lost But then again... You know what, Tom? That's okay. I know. We're because good. Because in just a moment, someone, either you or William, I don't actually know which, and I'm going to probably pick at random, okay. uh, is going to tell us all about the episode, The Triple Dark. So, before we get there, William, why don't you tell us about all the cool announcements that we probably have? We actually don't have much. This oh, is a very okay. smooth then intro. The, how, about, how about the one less cool announcement? <laughs> no. Is that okay? Um, no, the, uh, the all, really, since we just recorded, there's not a whole lot of news um, at the moment, but uh, we did find out that uh, apparently the Resistance will continue to, to air every single uh, night, at least through th- Thanksgiving, maybe longer, um, since we now have the episode titles and descriptions for the next few episodes, um, the next five to be specific. Uh, basically, airing every single uh, every single Sunday night from now until November twenty fifth. So Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes, yeah, Sunday, Sunday, there you Sunday. Go. So uh, you've got a lot of uh, Ion Cannon and and, Rebel, and Resistance coming for you. So stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, other other than that, I I, w- I won't read the episode titles and descriptions just to avoid spoilers. Yeah, but if you want to find them, they're out there. Stay tuned. So, Tom, tell us what we're going to be talking about tonight. Okay. Well, tonight we're going to be discussing Resistance, Season 1, Episode 3, The Triple Dark. This is written by Kevin Burke and Chris Doc Wyatt. It was directed by Sergio Paez. It's a very brief synopsis, synopsis but it gets straight to the point. Kaz and BB-8 uncover information on an imminent pirate attack and must find a way to stop it. Very brief, but definitely, definitely to the point of the episode. So, perfect. What I thought was interesting about this episode, just I guess to kick things off, it, while the synopsis talks about the the imminent pirate attack, the the attack itself doesn't happen until two thirds the way through the episode. A lot of it was, um, I'd say, build up, uh, but not even really with the um, finding the information about the pirate attack. It's it's actually just mm-hmm. this sort of adventure uh as as kaz is going through the through the through the market trying to just learn was, more about the first order it was an adventure but it was a thing in which and okay kaz we understand that you're there on a mission we understand that you're there on a spy mission but this one kind of took that to the next level because he actually tried to do quote-unquote spying on people mm-hmm. didn't and, go very well no, just, it didn't just, go very well. I just want to get that out there. Yeah, didn't go and, well. With yeah, Kaz, and, and, nothing ever really goes well. No, except flying. No. But we haven't gotten much of him flying yet. Yeah, and 
well, we have until November to find out if he's ever going to fly at some point between then and now. But it, it just, I, I understand that that's his mission, but it's getting to the point to where, and I think even Jaeger is like trying to remind him that you're supposed to be a mechanic first. And in this case, in this episode, there's almost the slim possibility he could have blown his cover before he even started on an actual spy mission. His slim. Real I mission. think it's a it's a very good possibility. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like it's already spoiled. Like I think to like a certain if extent, you don't with somebody, know you're you're clearly not paying attention. Like there's what was it? He's talking to Niku, and yep. um, he, you know he's he's distracted, hands on the wrong tool, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Niku, I know. Kaz gave you the wrong tool, but you should at least make sure you have the right tool in hand before you try to use it. That's kind of on you. Yeah, isn't, uh, isn't Nico supposed to be a mechanic too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, we've we've established how Kaz does at this, but uh, <laughs> Nico, you should at least look at your hand and go, "That's the wrong tool." Before trying to use it, and getting shocked. But anyway, um, but you know, my, my but, but but yeah, as we were saying, Kaz, uh, Kaz, like, sorry, my mind is on spying. I mean, flying, like, not subtle at all. You were like the worst spy ever, dude. You know, no one would, no one could guess. Right. No. And and I, no. I think when it comes to this show, I, I think it's it's, I think when it comes to it, it it's hitting that right on the mark, you know, that it's like okay, we get it. He's on a spy mission, but it's now to a point to where I think you need to tune it down, just a, a, a tone it down just a little bit. Kids of this age are probably going to get it, you know, but it, it just dial it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really think his cover may be blown by not Niku, but who's the other mechanic that's on the team? Tam uh, oh. Jaeger's daughter. Tam. Tam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is, I, is Tam his daughter? I, no, I well, don't think she's his daughter. But okay. okay. I was gonna say my, totally my bad. Well, spoilers. Totally my bad. Jeez. <laughs> no, that hey, episode my hasn't bad, come totally. out yet. I didn't know. Adoptive daughter, it's not. maybe sort of. I have, yeah. Um, oh, and then on top of that, he's going through the market talking to BB-8 about spying. <laughs> you know th- this kind of gets to the core of this episode though um and really the first few episodes but i would say this one more than most mm-hmm. focuses on kaz's um new job right because he's, he's trying to balance being a spy with being uh well having his cover basically his right. cover story maintaining his cover and he is not very good at either one uh i think in some of the the interviews we even talked about this in our last episode last review um you know kaz is often described as being kind of like a bird he's very awkward on the ground but as soon as he gets in the air he's amazing we just haven't seen much of him in the haven't seen that part yet aside from when he briefly flew and then you know um had some mechanical issues um in the in the last episode with the with the fireball um but this episode yeah. is really kind of ha- where he, and I don't think it's it hasn't happened yet. He he has to come to grips with, um, how to be a spy and really learn that, in order to maintain his cover, right? He his main goal is is to spy out and learn about the first order, but mm-hmm. if he can't maintain his cover, he's not going to go anywhere, uh, and that's something that Yeager tries to drill into him over and over and over, and he just hasn't quite learned yet, and I think. Until he does learn that lesson, he will not really be able to make a whole lot of progress on his spy mission. And in fact, might even endanger himself. 
Right. And Yeager, I think, even mentioned, like you said, danger to himself, but danger also to Yeager and everybody on the fireball team. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just him. It's everybody else. And that's one thing that, you know, uh, Kaz has got to realize, like you said. Yeah. But I like how he's not coming in and just like this perfect spy and perfect mechanic. You know, oh, it's kind of nice that he is, you know, I wish he was he's, a slightly better spy, but he's also just a terrible mechanic too. And well, on, on top of that, he's he's learning two brand new skills because technically he keeps saying, I'm not a mechanic. And even, um, uh, what's her name? I keep forgetting her name. The Tam. other person that's on Team Fireball. Tam. Tam, sorry. I should really know that one because it's one letter short of my name. But she's even telling him, it's like, okay, if you're such a great mechanic, the way you're turning that thing and putting it in, it's not right to left, it's left to right. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was just testing you. Yeah, sure, dude. Yeah. (laughs) What I'm really learning here is uh, Poe had no idea what he was doing, huh? No. No, he (laughs) didn't. not at all. (sighs) Like, seriously, Poe. Well, he basically picked this kid up in the middle of a space battle. I mean, as evidenced by the fact that he didn't even really have time to pack. All right, he he no. had whatever bag he um, was in his his X wing uh, when Poe picked him up, and that's about it. Uh, you know, we we actually could see his suitcase, mm-hmm. and we don't really get a look inside, but it doesn't look like there's much aside from his erodium trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nico was just like, "Boy, you've got a lot of stuff. You've got that, and you've got that." <laughs> oh, Nico! Yeah. so many things. Yeah, so many one things. Just just yeah. one, but there's so many. Um, also, that prompts Niku to go on his really horrifying story about his pet Lucky, whom oh god who died, and then he ate it, and then apparently got sick. I don't know. It was way too much information. Yeah, Niku. that that was. I didn't. Yeah. Did not need to know that. <laughs> yeah. Although I have to say, the one thing I have to appreciate about appreciate about the show, it's always as I've said, when you write something and you call attention to something, you make sure it's used, and naturally, it comes with a trophy. Oh, yeah. And that trophy is very called attention to. It's like that's the one possession that Kaz had. And that means the world to him because it's his quote unquote lucky trophy, the first trophy he won in a race. And it's funny because the thing is made of such rare material, everybody wants it. And I got to say, there is a character other than Jaeger that I like. Who's the little guy that, that suckered him in darts in the last episode? The, the, oh, criminal- the, uh, I have no idea what his name is, but no, I know Gravel. who you're about. Little okay. purple guy. Gravel. Yeah, little purple the, guy. The Alina. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm getting to like this guy. <laughs> I like him too. Yeah. I, I'm getting to like him because it's very funny because he's really good at getting mad at somebody, but sending his goons to take care of him. I mean, he's standing right on top I, I think he had, you know, Kaz on the ground and he's calling his goons over to take care of him <laughs> when he's standing on top of him and could do it himself. Well, he's too small. He's uh he doesn't like to Look, the there's work. priorities here, you know. Don't get your hands dirty if you don't have to. Eh, right. Good point. Good point. Uh, I, I did really enjoy that whole scene, though. I mean, we were talking last week about the number of characters, and in this one, you know, it, we in the in the market we see the Pantorans mm-hmm. and Godels and Nautilans and Rodians and humans and Athorians and Snivians and you know more and more and more. Wow, that was that was um, impressive. And, oh my! Yeah. Oh my. Uh, don't don't forget the don't forget the other womp rats that are in the the universe now. <laughs> keep 
the gorgs the gorgs the gorgs there you go we saw gorgs too um but no yeah. we, we we they already have a wide variety of of creatures which is nice and um although i did i did notice some many of them are being reused like they'll they'll run into the same characters later but that also makes sense in that it's a it's a yeah. small ship it's a small, small ship. platform or i mean it's a station well it's a space station whatever right. And, uh, you know, we already enough. know it's kind of segmented off. There's the good the good part of town and the bad part of town, you know, so. Yeah. Well, and, and then the tower people. And and when we town. see all these creatures on the market, I, I, I liked, it's almost like a montage that we get where um, Kaz is kind of like poking his head here and there trying to, to, to get information. And eventually he stumbles on the two Snivians, Narb and Nod, uh, mm-hmm. and their boss Grevel. Um, and... You know, as as I, you mentioned, Tom Greville's not happy because Kaz cheated him out of the credits in the last episode unintentionally. Yeah, um, very unintentional. And uh, a chase ensues, and uh, and hijinks. Yes, and you know they they want to take his rhodium trophy because everyone wants his rhodium trophy, and gorgs go flying everywhere. And um, but but I think the important thing is that later in the episode, as much as this this trophy is is a prized possession of um, of Kaz's mm. and it, it means a lot to him. He actually uses the trophy to save Greville later, which, which shows his I, heart. I, yeah, it shows his heart. But the thing I found very funny, he saved Greville, but then it's just like, okay, yeah, thanks for the thanks and saving you. Cause Greville just like, that does, you know, it basically is like, I don't care if you save me. I, you still owe me. Yeah. You know, one, it's which it's one, very funny. Now that I thought day, of it, one step at a time. Yeah, that's true. But it's very funny. His Gravel somehow when we say Gravel, I was like, God, he's doing a lot of groveling too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe nice. that's where the name comes from. I'm thinking the same thing. Could, I wonder could if they're going to do an action be. figure of him. I probably would buy that. Yeah, I like I like Gravel quite a bit. Well, hopefully he comes with some gorgs. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I mean. So I, I, the bulk of the episode is is just this this whole subplot with Greville and uh, and, and and trying to, to to get away from him and, and do some fake spying, um, and you know there's the Yeager and Tam and everyone are, are are not happy that Kaz is doing other things instead of working, um, yeah, but. Uh, well, that's not it's, a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's not surprising because Kaz has got to learn his craft to do it properly and somehow be a mechanic and a mechanic first. And then the spying part will come naturally as soon as he figures out how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Although it was very interesting. I found funny. Um, when he ends up in that crate and the droids kind of pushed him in that, uh, pushed him down that, that, pushed him in the, the door that flung open. Mm. I was sitting there going, is that going to accidentally go to incinerator? But he got lucky and ended up in the parts department where he yeah. was originally he went sent right where he needed to go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Right where he all, needed to be. All part of the plan. Yeah. Totally part of the plan. And I am really uh, on top of Greville as a, a minor character. The two guys in the parts department, those two characters I'm kind of liking too. Orca and Flix. Yes. Orca and Flix. I'm liking those guys as well. Yeah. They're, they're, I like a lot of the um a lot of the background characters are are, are really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to talk about one of the one of the characters in the next episode it's, as well. It's actually but, interesting I find like we were talking before the show as we were kind of 
discussing how the uh, how it works and everything. Like a lot of the characters are very uh, stylized and grandiose is mm-hmm. maybe the word I would choose. Right. A little over the top. Uh, hit or miss, I would say, on how that works with, you know, the major characters. But it actually, I find, works really well with, you know, a lot of the little side characters because it gives them a lot more personality and, uh, you know, three-dimensionalness, if that's a ver- mm-hmm. uh, an adjective, <laughs> than I would have otherwise expected. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that um, exaggeration, I think, is is consistent with this the style of of show the oh, absolutely. from the from the age range they're targeting to just yep. the style of animation and like all of that fits very much um it's it's very well done in the in the context of um that decision absolutely um, yeah yeah um <clears throat> the 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 inter- other thing that's happening though throughout this and it, it Right at the beginning of the episode, we actually see a Neomoidan land on the Colossus named Halion Nark. And uh, he actually, fun fact, flies in a sheathapede shuttle, just like we've seen. I was going to ask. It looked very familiar. I was going to ask. Sorry, wait. Sorry. Well, I mean, what, what was the shuttle again? Sheathapede. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but you know, we've, anyway, we've we've, we, they, they, we've seen this a lot in Star Wars animation, and obviously the films as well. And I like how they tie them together. The the sheath of peach shuttle looks a little bit older, as, as you would expect. Um, maybe it's an older model or been modified. Um, but but I I like it, and 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 uh, Hallian asks Yeager's team to make some urgent repairs to the ship, but it's unclear why he needs it urgently, but. Obviously, this job falls to uh, Kaz. Yeah, sorry. Quick side note: Why does Yeager give Kaz anything to do, especially if it's you're our most green and competent engineer? Let's do you do something really fast. Let me give you our most annoying customer. Because I mean, Neomodians, you could never satisfy those guys. No, but but it's also something. I mean, you have to look at it this way. From the context of, um. Kaz's mission, he has to blend in. So are you just going to keep this kid inside your shop the whole time when he's supposed to be out there? Okay, let's just say spying. Not obviously like he did through the, you know, market that Uh, he did. I'm just saying, maybe don't give him your most important (laughs) customer. Like, and I guess, you know, we don't but, actually but know, don't know that he's, he's that important. important, but like okay, that that's true. But but somehow in this case, they lucked out because he did have a communicator and he was communicating with somebody. Well, that he tied had in, it for a time. Well, he had it for a time, you know, and then it got knocked out of his hand. But he was communicating with somebody about something about Triple Dark, which was funny how that ends up being the title of the show. Um, Name drop. Well, you know what? It was title. Oh, sorry, I had to. I don't I'm know any celebrities, so I'm that's the only saying, thing I can no, I'm not saying you name-dropped it, Tom. I'm oh, saying they sorry. name-dropped it. Well, that's true. Okay. You okay. are reviewing it. You are allowed to say what the Purple title Dark? of the episode is. Okay, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, you've said it twice now. I don't know. Let's not go overboard. Okay. But everything anyway, worked out sorry. in the end. <laughs> everything no, but I, I... Sorry, I will say... And I, go ahead. I think you mentioned this too, Tom. I, I really appreciated that just about everything that they brought up in this episode ended up getting used to some degree yes. as well. So, yeah. like, while uh, Kaz is trying to fix the shuttle, of course, he messes up and it causes some issues where it causes a static to, you know, sweep over the station uh, or, or over the hangar bay. That and, of course, bay, yeah. that comes into play later, just like the dropped com comes into right. play later. Right. Mm-hmm. It 
made for a very nice narrative touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it was very it was very good storytelling how they did it. Yeah, I, I I liked it a lot, and and this actually showed as well that while Kaz may not be a perfect spy, he's able to start piecing some strange things together. I mean, he's instantly suspicious of Hallie and Nark, who, by mm-hmm. the way, um, shot, spoiler alert, is a spy for the pirates, is working for the pirates. So I appreciate that his last name is Nark because um, he's an informant. Oh, of I didn't get that until um, now. <laughs> okay. It happens, okay. Tom. But um, a little slow here. Remember, I'm the old fart. <laughs> I, I honestly just noticed it. It's okay. A while, You're just not up with ago. the lingo. You know, it's, it's, it's um, these kids today. So continue, William. But no, he, he's he's working for uh, for Craig and Gore, the the Quarren pirate leader, and um, you know, Kaz accidentally causes Hallian to drop his comlink and and rolls, which rolls into a crack. But because of that, he's actually able to, to retrieve that comp link later, uh, like you guys are talking about, and, um, and and save the day because it's on the, the pirates channel. What do you guys think of uh, Craig and Gore and his pirates? I thought they actually looked really cool. I was very impressed with the visual design for all of them. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, the various pieces of like stormtrooper armor or yeah. which was interesting. Uh, other imperial gear. Like it was. I thought it all worked very, very well. I'm very curious who that who that orange girl is in the stormtrooper armor. Um, we didn't get an we got a name for um, there's the Miriallen. Uh, her name is Sainara San. She's the the purple uh, alien. Um, and then there was a trand unnamed Trandoshan, but um, uh, and then the, the the orange stormtrooper as well as Kragan himself. But I mean, obviously. Okay. Hang on. There's only one. Like clearly, it's Ahsoka, right? We're all thinking it. Oh come they, on! They tricked us with it once. No, no, no. Not I don't Ahsoka. Think so. No, no. Uh, I, I, I think you're. I think you're wishful thinking on this aspect. I, I think mean, it's far from it. Yeah. So there, there's one more guy though. Uh, there's a, a Rodian mechanic named Glem, and. He's the one when, you know, um, Kaz is talking outside with BB-8 about why he finds the trophy lucky and uh, and why it means so much to him. Uh, Glem walks up and tells Kaz to get inside and says that there's a triple dark brewing. And he explains that a triple dark mm-hmm. is a storm with low visibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which the pirates often use as cover to attack the station. Um he seems they've attacked before. Uh, yeah, that's yes. that's what I got too. So there's, there's a couple things to unpack here. One, I think Clem might be work. Uh, Clem, Glem, uh, might be working for the uh, Craig and Gore as well. Hmm. Because he he talks about Craig and as if he knows him really well. He's like, oh yeah, Craig and loves triple darks, and I don't know. I feel like there might I, be more there. I feel like there might be more there. Exactly. Interesting. Um, I never took it that way. I took it by way of, you know, if they've been attacked many times, it could just be an offhanded thing where it's like, it's always a situation like this with a triple dark that sets off the pirates to come in and attack, which is very interesting because you would think by this time, the defenses would be ready for them. Exactly. That was the other thing I was going to say. If, if the triple darks, usually when Craig and Gore attacks, right. aren't they 
they should just be prepared. Oh, trouble dark. Okay, shut everything down. Yeah. Let's get ready because they're gonna try to hit us. I mean, get the. Get to the be sp- fair, they you know they've clearly got a couple of like turbo lasers set up. They've got the aces there to you know provide cover. True, uh, but they don't do it until Kragen shows up. I guess. Yeah. They wait well, until sure, he shows up and starts attacking. How often do you think a triple dark happens, though? Like, they can't get attacked every time. That would be kind of silly. Good point. Good point. Well, yeah, that would be silly to where it's like, oh, well, here he comes again. It's like it'll, it'll be a total stalemate standstill if it's every time. I do like the idea that they, they use the the aces as their defense force um, and that they you know they just race in their, their free time. And so we get some nice... Scenes with uh, Toradoza in Blue Ace, Hype Phazon in Green Ace, Frenya Fenris in Red Ace, and Bokeevil in Yellow Ace flying around uh, and taking out the uh, the pilots, uh, sorry, the, the pirates. And then I, the scene where they're all rushing to their uh, their stations felt very mm-hmm. New Hope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it did. Stephen, as I, our as our vehicle expert, what what did you think of this whole scene? Actually, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna duck a little into the next episode, just a tad, where okay. they're talking about when they're upgrading the ship. There's something I'm starting to become a little perplexed by. Okay. So, all like the purpose of all these ships that they have are to, for racing, right? Mm-hmm. So why are these ships equipped with equipped with guns or shields or all these other things that obviously add weight and uh, degrade your ship's performance as a racing craft? I think like, they are for defense primarily, and, and racing they, just for fun. They race in their free time because there's uh, nothing else. I guess. To do. Okay, they, but they seem to make uh, such a big deal about racing, and like they talk about building racing ships and things like that. But you would also think that it, not not just for racing, they would also be in those ships, basically drilling and not just racing. Well, I mean, I mean they, they, they may be skills. drilling. It just well, it's. I'm surprised. Like, I get, it makes sense to use the aces. Like, clearly, they're the best pilots around. Right. Uh, I just, I'm always, I laugh a little bit at the fact that they're they have dual purpose. <laughs> this seems like if you're going to build a racing, you know, like if you, like, hey guys, we need a car to get to work. Great. Uh, here's your no, your Formula F1 supercar. Uh, mm. It doesn't really turn, <laughs> but it goes up to 400 miles per hour. <laughs> like, specialized design is usually a thing for a reason, I guess. Yeah. Now that little nitpick out of the way, I did really enjoy the uh, fight, the fighting scene. Wow. Uh, the ship battles. Like we only got, a, I'd say a little bit of it, but it, I thought it worked pretty well. I think the scenes in the, in the, with the watch. ships are, are some of the most beautiful and interesting parts of the, of the show. And Absolutely. I'm waiting for a Lego for one of those ships. I'm yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll and each be one you can, you can actually tell if you if you look carefully at the different uh, vehicles, they're all they all have their um, uh, their origins in like a, a classic vehicle in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, certain characters. Well, there's one character who we we haven't met yet, but he's been in a lot of the the previews, uh, and that is um, uh, uh, Griff Holleron, and he basically flies a modified Tie Fighter. That's been turned into a racer. Um, there's other uh, other members of Ace Squadron, or the, or the Aces have. Um, they're maybe based on like an A wing or an X wing, or mm-hmm. uh, if you look really carefully, or you know, I think some look like uh, V wings. And so, I, I just like how they're um, 
If you look really carefully, you can see these elements of the classic ships, even though they look very new. It's like they took these parts and cobbled them together. I'm going to throw this cool. out there. Did you guys, there was the uh, Freemaker Lego game that was out there a while back in which they would give you a base, like let's say the body of an X-Wing, just the ball of a TIE fighter, a Krennic ship without the wings, and then you could take the Lego pieces and take like a different wing from different, like an X-Wing and put it on an A-Wing or take uh, the TIE fighter panels or even the TIE interceptor panels and put it on an A-Wing or an X-Wing. Now that you're bringing this up, it's kind of like that game in which is like the little pieces put together from the, the which is pretty cool. Now that yeah. I think about it, because you know, it has that modular. Day. Go ahead, back in your day. Back in my day, we called those uglies. <laughs> and that's kind, of, but but you know what? You touched on it because in some cases, that's kind of what these are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, looking a lot better. It's something I always appreciated about, like the X Wing series, is kind of bringing that, like you know, not everyone can afford that brand new A Wing, right? So what uh, what is what does everyone else fly? Right. What do they use? And that kind of ties into how the Fireball looks like because the Fireball looks like it's. Kind of an X-Wing, but it's got that maybe engine at the front. We haven't seen it really fly yet. Yeah, I'm curious to see more because we really didn't get to see much of the... We didn't really see the fireball at all in in, in this episode. Uh, so I, I'm curious to get into the actual races because we haven't I, really seen much of that. I hope we get into the actual races is actually what I would say. Yeah. Um, races are more of, space battles. One of the two. Well, but uh, my point is also more like we, I, my gut feeling is we're going to be seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of cas of the week type episodes. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you're right. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with those types of episodes, but I mean, we've started with Kaz's, you know, the, the episode one is Kaz getting to the Colossus. And meeting everyone. Episode two is Kaz kind of settling in and learning a bit more about how to be a spy or, or not or and try to keep his cover as a mechanic. Um, episode three, again, a little more Kaz-centric or technically four, I guess. Um, and then it sounds like next week's, the next episode that will be airing um, will, will be about a First Order attack. Um, so that sounds... That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Interesting. But so, yeah, I, I hope they kind of start to accelerate it a bit more and we'll get more of the racing because so far we haven't actually seen a proper race. We uh, Kaz flew against Tora Doza um, briefly and then just got destroyed. Um, in this one, there was the 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 fight against the pirates. And mm. then in the next episode, we get a brief very brief race on speeder bikes as well. Um, I suppose if you haven't seen it yet, um, yeah. it's not that big of a spoiler. And then that's it. That's, that's really all we've gotten. So I hope yeah, we get a bit it more. seems like, yeah, it just seems like it is with these episodes it's set up, but there is a still, there's still a ton of characters they have to, they have to introduce. Cause as you said, the aces we're only getting the little bits and pieces of them. We haven't really gotten them introduced in the next episode, we're introduced to a different team. Not, well, mm-hmm. if you've seen it. But, right. you know, it's it's building slowly for the amount of characters they're going to have in here. 
I do. I feel like it's going to actually give the show a lot of legs, though. Mm-hmm. Like we've yeah. already kind of built a very inclusive, uh, large group of characters. So if we want to, like, if the next season wants to focus more on you know a specific group, I feel like it's a lot easier to do and yeah. feels a little bit more natural too. Yeah, which will be no, good. It, we've got a surprisingly totally, large cast. Totally understand for sure. Um, and I, I'm excited to see where they where they go with it. Um, yep. But uh, but no, so, so Kaz is Kaz is outside getting is getting back to the episode, and somehow somehow ends up on the roof, the windshield of the pirate ship. Um, that was that was the one part of the episode that I think a little, little went over a, the top, a little too far for me. I think we've seen I, it before, haven't we? I mean, and it's it's again, it's a style thing of the show. Like it's just that's the kind of type of stuff we can kind of expect i think uh it's just it's a little much well that also it's again a little beyond the realm of believability and so like especially since he lands exactly where he left from i was like it just didn't happen it's fine kaz was exaggerating a little <laughs> in the you know the retelling yeah yeah but but then again it's back to the age group that they're writing for oh absolutely yeah, yeah. you know that would actually be funny if we get to the end of the series and it's like an old Kaz retelling the tale of his time. Oh, that can go two ways. That's either very good or very, or very not bad. Funny. <laughs> but it might explain I, some of the more exaggerated moments of the show. True. Uh, yeah, but uh, but no, as we mentioned earlier, um, Gravel is stuck outside the ship as the doors are closing and Kaz on the inside, so he actually uses his trophy to prop the door open, destroying his 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 trophy. Uh, although if it's valuable, as everyone says, they can probably just melt it down, and he could still sell it or remake it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, obviously, the sentimental sentimental piece, but um, you know, but Kaz, it just shows his heart that he used his most prized possession to save this guy who's been nothing but a thorn in his side the since he arrived and i guess the closest thing he has probably to an enemy on the on the colossus at this point um, yeah yeah which was which was nice um also and sorry again they mentioned this in the next episode but it goes to Kaz's terrible at a lot of things but he has a good heart mm-hmm. yeah he's a great person it's which will help the character going forward because you'll you'll hopefully at that point you'll see the character start mellowing a bit and not be so exaggerated in his you know desire to be a spy and and his yeah I know you're not a mechanic but you, you got to get to the point to where you got to get over keep saying it the whole time and just start settling himself down you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I have to imagine that that Greville shouting hold the door was another pop culture reference. <laughs> yeah. I I have to assume so. Yeah. Anyway. Um Hodor. Uh so Kaz <laughs> Thank you, William. Oh that I yes. Yes. Uh Kaz uh Kaz ends up retrieving the comlink and because it's patched into the pirates comm system, he's basically able to listen in or in this case broadcast this painful interference tying back to earlier in the episode nicely um which mm-hmm. basically causes them all to retreat and everyone's happy Ta-da! well except for the pirates 
except for the pirates and somebody else who ended up yeah. in their clutches. I mean, at this point, when the next time we see the pirates, they are, do you think they're, Oh, wait a minute. They're on a first order star destroyer. Yeah. So yeah. this is, this is cool. Once again, for the second time in a row, the episode ends with the first order. And this time we, we've, we've already gotten um, Poe Dameron with Oscar Isaac. This time we get, Captain Phasma's debut, um, mm-hmm. played by, as usual, Gwendolyn Christie. Um, as it should. And as it should. Yeah. Uh-huh. She looks so cool in the show. I say. She does. I just want, I hope they do more with Captain Phasma and, and, and Poe, but especially Captain Phasma. Well, I, I hope in this case they're going to do it and they're going to give the character justice because we can actually get some kind of backstory to the character. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking forward to. Or at least some nice Backstory. scenes where she's, you know, winning. Gets to do something. Yeah. yeah. And and this is this is where when I saw the episode, I liked this segment of it because it seemed like it was geared toward again, it was geared toward a little bit older audience because it just felt this this whole sequence to me felt really cool. Yeah. It's my favorite part of, of yeah. each episode so far where we get to see Starkiller Base and, um, you know, we get to see uh, either... I, I'm very curious to learn more about Major Von Reg, who we know very little about, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and of course, see more Captain Phasma. And even Captain Pyre, this gold stormtrooper, uh, I'm curious to learn more about as well. So they're setting up some really cool things. I just hope we get to spend more time with the First Order subplot. Because right mm-hmm. now it's been, you know, what, 10, 15, 20 seconds at the end of every episode? And that's yeah. about it. So. There's not a lot yet. It's yeah. not a lot, but it make it's just enough to keep you interested and to ask for more. That's what I'm liking about it. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you know, the uh, right before we get the first order shot. To, to, to close out the episode, uh, we get Kaz proudly showing the rest of Team Fireball that he repaired the craft only to have it just utterly fail again. Yeah. Just proving time, he's okay? got a little it, it, bit of It's going to work. He's got a little got bit of ways to go. Ish. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Do you guys think we'll get more of Captain Phasma? We'll get, we'll get some significant scenes with her. I'm sure I would hope will. so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would really hope so. Yeah, I think we'll get a either a finale or a mid-season finale that's a little bit bigger with Phasma. Yeah, I, I I think it was. I feel like it was um when it was announced, they they gave the impression that Phasma and Poe would be in the series more than they are, or maybe that was mm-hmm. just the way we read into it. Um, hope i think it was a hopeful thing yeah more than anything uh but it sounds to me like they're gonna be playing the you know vader in rebels role where he shows up occasionally when he shows up it's cool but it's not very often Mm -hmm. well and when it show they show up you know it's shit's about to happen yeah yeah and then on top of that well i did beep um yeah (laughs) you also you also understand that it's a it's an important piece that's going to draw your attention to that part. So they're laying the groundwork to where, yeah, they're going to have their underlings. They're going to have, you know, Captain Pyre. They're going to have, um, 
What's well, soon to be Captain Doza or Cap- wait a minute, Captain Doza is the one on Captain Doza the- is, the, is uh, he he runs the Colossus. Okay, yeah. So at least when it comes to Captain Pyre or anybody from the First Order, you know that when they come in, then the storyline took another step in the direction of what's the backstory of the First Order because we really don't have a backstory of them. And it looks like they're going to start giving to us piecemeal throughout this show. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm excited to learn more. I am. Yeah, so am I. Um, Sounds like they're, like you said, they're kind of doling it out here and there, but my hope is that we'll get a lot more going forward. Yeah. And I've, Rebels kind of did the same thing where it seemed to meander a little bit in its first season and then it just kind of goes. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and I suspect it'll be the same. I, yeah, exactly. I think we'll see the same thing here. Yeah. Um, one other note, uh, I was talking with uh, a friend of the show, Sean Keen, and he, he noted that, uh, which I'd forgotten about, um, BB-8 is in the Poe Dameron comic, which is set before Force Awakens. So, you know, last week we were talking about when will, or uh, since, since obviously BB-8 has to be with Poe in Force Awakens, and the show is set about six months before, unless they drag out those six months, um, who knows how long BB eight may not be in the show all that long either. Uh, eventually yep. he'll probably have to leave and uh, he'll probably, he'll definitely have to leave earlier. Um, I, I forget exactly when the Poe Poe Dameron comic starts, um, but it's uh, enough that BB eight will, will leave before the events of the force mm-hmm. awakens. So if BB eight, if BB eight leaves, do you think they're going to somehow get Kaz another droid? Well, we're gonna, it's gonna already is, uh, I think Bucket will step in as the sassy droid of choice. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, we've we've hardly I gotten. Think, any... I think for the sassy droid, I think it works, but I don't know with him working with Kaz though. Uh, that, I mean, he time. won't work with Kaz. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's good time. Yeah, we'll he won't work Bucket. quite as closely like we're, you know, BB 8s doing the next episode, but hmm. we'll talk about that shortly. Okay. So, um, with that, Stephen, do you want to give us your final rating? Uh, your Gorg rating. So let's see. I think I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten uh, Womp Rats. Uh, overall, I really like. I thought it was a decent enough episode. Um, it was a like I. I guess I should say I thought the first half was kind of dry and I would give like a five and I thought the second half was actually really good and I give like a seven and so I'm going to average out to like a 6.5 um, pirate stuff worked really well. I liked the the visuals of the battle and the battle itself, um, but there were some things I didn't care for in the beginning uh, and with my six and a half one breaths uh, obviously there's going to hang out down in the parts shop. I think, you know, it's a very chill place to be a lot of fun, you know, some good company. So they're just going to relax. Nothing bad this week. Cool. Nice, Tom. Okay, um, I'm I'm going to echo the exact same thing what Stephen said, and I'm not being lazy about it. I'm going to get this episode of six point five. I I really think they're setting the episodes up to show where it's going to go, um, and also I'm really liking a lot of the background characters. I think Kaz will probably grow on me but i think it's also a thing of seeing the character grow as the episodes progress um my biggest thing when it comes to this episode like i said i really like that last part of the episode when you finally got to see the first order and the pirates working together that i thought was 
just brought me into the show. Um, but I'm giving it a 6.5. Um, and I'm going to take my 6.5 Womp Rats. And, okay, it really wasn't BB-8 that kind of... What you really didn't see, that little mic thing that kind of was in the little trench that you had Kaz trying to reach down and get, the Womp Rats were actually kind of tickling Kaz's hand so he couldn't actually grab that 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 thing, transmitter, whatever it was. And it really was BB-8 shooting the magnet down there or whatever it was to grab it to pull it up that scared the little Womp Rats away. So Kaz could have grabbed it, but it was the Womp Rats that was preventing him doing it. So, um, yeah, so I think, uh, some of you guys, I thought this was a good, a good episode. Um, not again, a little slow we're in the beginning, but it, it, it picks up. Uh, I love the, the pirates are fascinating and I hope we get, we get more of them. Um, and it showed some nice growth to, to Kaz and kind of help set the stage for the lessons he's going to have to learn. He has to learn to kind of work and, um, uh, really really apply himself at being a mechanic and of course the introduction of of uh captain phasma is awesome too and i, I can't wait to see how they uh, feature her and and the rest of the first order going forward so i'm gonna give this uh seven womp rats out of ten and my seven womp rats are going to help uh kaz uh ho- you know hold the the, the door apart and, uh, and open uh, so he doesn't have oh. to destroy his uh, his his nice little trophy. All seven of them just kind of one on top of each other, you know, holding up the door. See, that's wow. a good one because if I would have taken that, now you know why there was a six point five. One of them couldn't get out in time. Well, what I didn't say is that as soon as uh, Greville got through the door, the door just slammed shut and all the Walmarts died. Oh, oh, oh. wow. So anyway, uh. wow. <laughs> Uh, in the um, immortal words of the announcer whose name I can't remember, that's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah. And and I think on that note, we better get to what's coming up because, ew. Yeah. So uh, uh, the next episode we have is season one, episode four, Fuel for the Fire. Uh, in this episode, Kaz befriends a sky racer named Rucklin, who pressures him to take some rare and dangerous hyperfuel hidden in Yeager's office. Excited to talk about this shortly right fun fact we're actually recording this episode next so you will be uh this you'll be able to listen to our review in um probably we'll give you give you a day or two to to digest this one and then we'll throw the next episode up so we'll be all caught up um so stay tuned the fuel for the fire is coming right at you in just a little bit thanks for listening Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.